All right. Uh, as I said before the prayer, this is Lesson 33, the Paschal Mysteries Part 1, which really is going to be focusing here on the passion of our Lord, the suffering, the crucifixion, and death of our Lord. And as an introduction, we can only cover the highlights here. That goes without saying. And that's really unfortunate because there's just so much beautiful um, things going on, mysteries to, to meditate upon, to pray upon. But we will go over the highlights and continue the theme I think of the kingdom. We talked about this theme a lot the past few lectures, how Jesus comes to uh, reestablish, to uh, renew the kingdom of David, the kingdom of heaven. All right, so let's dive in here with Roman numeral one on your notes. If you have the notes in front of you, we're going to talk first about the triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Uh, this is Palm Sunday. Uh, this is really the public proclamation of Jesus's kingship. Uh, so it's interesting because, I don't know, if you, if you read the scriptures, we haven't had a chance to talk about this in the past few lectures at all, but in the public ministry, when Jesus is ministering to the Jewish people, he'll heal somebody, and then after he heals them, he says, shh, <laughs> right, be quiet, don't tell anyone, keep it on the down low. And that's very strange to a lot of folks, especially because when he goes to the Gentiles and he heals Gentile individuals, like in the Decapolis, he doesn't tell anybody to keep it under their hats. Only those that are in, uh, in Jews in Jerusalem or rather in Israel. Why does he do this? Well, people call this the messianic secret. And there's all kinds of theories about why this might be the case. I think quite simply, it's that Jesus wants to reveal his identity as the son of David, which is an incredibly charged thing to do, to come out and say, I'm the son of David. And not only the son of David, but I'm the, you know, the divine son of man of David. Of, of of Daniel chapter 7, we'll talk about this in a little bit. This is like huge, right? It's going to cause a stir among the people. And so he really tries to keep things under control until the right time. And that's what's happening here. When he goes into Jerusalem, the time, the place is now. And so he makes it crystal clear who he is. Now let's read a little bit of this. We're in Matthew chapter 21. We can't always read every section that I'd like to talk about. I have to summarize from time to time. But I, I think I want to read this here. In chapter 21 of Matthew, verse 1, they drew near to Jerusalem. They came to Bethphage, to the Mount of Olives. And then Jesus sent two disciples saying, basically, go and get a donkey and a colt with her and tie them and bring them here. And then in verse 4, Matthew says this was to fulfill what was spoken of by the prophet. He's actually combining a couple prophecies here. Tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. And then he stops and it goes on. The disciples did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, put on their garments, and he sat on them. And most of the crowd spread their garments on the road. Others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred saying, who is this? And they said, it's Jesus, the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. All right, this is a, this is a huge shift in the public ministry of our Lord. As it, It's like the hinge, really, between the public ministry and the passion. This begins Holy Week, right? Holy Week is that most special, sacred of all weeks of the, of the, of the year, uh, leading up to our Lord's passion and, and death and crucifixion on Good Friday. But there's all these things going on the whole week of Holy Week, which we can't get into. Uh, God willing, will provide. I would love to teach a whole Bible study uh, going day by day what happened during Holy Week. But it all begins here with the triumphal entry. Okay, so there's a lot to say. What are the highlights here? Now, let's look at this first instance here in your notes that Jesus is a new Solomon. What Jesus does here when he enters into Jerusalem, 
looks very, very similar. Like it's like deja vu, right? For how Solomon entered into the city of Jerusalem at his coronation. And we looked at this back in lesson 20, if you want to go and review that. But for a little bit of review, I put 1 Kings chapter 1 here in your notes. It says, Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet and a bunch of others went down and that's not in the scripture. I'm just summarizing that for you. And they went down and caused Solomon to ride on King David's mule and brought him to Gihon. That's the little spring, the river, the small river that flows out of Jerusalem. There Zadok the priest took the horn of oil from the tent and anointed Solomon. And then they blew the trumpet and all the people said, Long live King Solomon. And all the people went up after him, playing on pipes, rejoicing with great joy, so that the earth was split by their noise. Right, so you can see very clearly the parallels here, right? Jesus is echoing the story of Solomon and his coronation because Jesus is the new son of David. He's the new Solomon. He's bringing the kingdom back, right? He's upgrading it and restoring it. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is at hand as he's been preaching from day one. So as in the time of Solomon, everybody's flipping out and they're so excited and so celebratory and they got great joy. The earth was split by their noise. That's what's going on here in Matthew chapter 21. He goes in and everyone's yelling, Hosanna to the son of David, right? You're a new Solomon. We get what you're doing here. Hosanna, by the way, means save us, right? I, I, we can't get into this, but here's a little bonus. It's not in your notes. And this is what, what they're saying here. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is all echoing Psalm 118, which is one of the famous uh, great Psalms of praise. It's called the Hillel Psalm. Uh, it's a pilgrimage chant uh, that they have. I, I would like you to, in fact, if you want, consult the Ignatius Study Bible, and you can get a lot of great details here about how they are proclaiming this psalm in light of the, Lord, the Lord's entry into Jerusalem. It's very powerful. Well, my point for you here now is that they are so happy that the son of David, the new Solomon, is here. Now, there's not just Jesus is not just echoing the uh, the story of Solomon. He's also fulfilling prophecy, prophecy about the arrival of the messianic king. Okay, so think think back a little bit. Um, if, if you remember at the exile, we talked about the whole exile of Jerusalem in lesson twenty three. During this time, Babylon comes in, squishes Jerusalem like a bug, destroys the city, the temple, all of that bad stuff, bringing a crisis of faith for, for the Jews because the Davidic king was cut off, right? The stump of Jesse we talked about before, uh, Nazareth being that play on words that Matthew brought to us, Netzer. The, there would be a righteous branch that's going to come out of this chopped down Davidic kingdom. But for hundreds of years, it, by all intents and purposes, by all appearances, it looks like the king is not, is not going to come back. But God is faithful to his covenant. He told David back in 2 Samuel 7, the kingdom will last forever and there will always be one of his descendants on the throne. Okay, so time passes and then towards the end of salvation history, you know, some rough 400 years more or less, uh, 450 years before Christ, Zechariah gives a prophecy. And it's here in your notes, chapter 9, verse 9 and 10. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king comes to you, triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. This is the, this is the passage that Matthew is quoting here. 
You know, Jesus is coming in on this humble beast of burden. And by the way, that's the important symbolism here. A donkey is the beast of burden. It's an animal of service here. Uh, they does, the, the king doesn't come into Jerusalem on this magnificent war horse symbolizing his dominance over the people. No. Keep in mind, the king is the bridegroom of the people. So as the bridegroom, he is meant to serve her, to protect her. And that's symbolized here by, by this animal, the humility of the donkey. Okay. All right, so, but you got to go look at all the context because Zechariah, Matthew doesn't quote this, but Zechariah goes on to say, he shall command peace to the nations, his dominion shall be from sea to sea. So not only is he, my friends, going to be the king of the Jews and the king of Jerusalem and Israel, but he is going to be, according to Zechariah, the king of all the nations. And that brings everything together. All the way back, we're looking at the story of Abraham and that threefold promise back in lesson seven. I'll make of you uh, a great nation, a great name, and worldwide blessing. This is what Zechariah says. The king of David, the new Solomon, right? The king of Israel will be king of all nations. And that's gonna be a huge theme in this lecture. Jesus is going to bring about the kingdom through his passion and his death. He will bring about the kingdom on the cross. Okay, he's going to be crowned as a king. He will be enthroned on the cross. There's all these little parallels where I'm getting ahead of myself big time here. But as people mock him and mock his kingship, what they don't realize is that his kingship and his kingdom is really coming to existence because he offers himself as a victim. All right. So anyways, lots to say. I don't want to get ahead of myself here. Um, but you can see here that Zechariah is echoing back to the story of Solomon and both of these passages together, 1 Kings chapter 1 and Zechariah chapter 9 are pointing forward to the arrival of the Messianic king who will rule all nations, okay, in justice and peace. So even more so when you look at the triumphal entry, you realize, wow, you know, Jesus, Jesus is really dropping the mic, so to speak, right? Colloquially speaking, it's a mic drop. He is saying once and for all, I am the son of David and I am bringing the kingdom. And that's why everyone is saying, Hosanna, save us, save us, Lord. You know, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So that's just some of the highlights here of the triumphal entry and what he's doing as the new Solomon, as the new king of Israel and fulfilling the prophecies. Now, this begins all of Holy Week, as I was saying before. But we got to skip way ahead to Holy Thursday and look at the Last Supper. This is the, Messi the Messiah's new Passover. This is the Passover of the restored kingdom of uh, the kingdom of heaven. Okay. Now, back in lesson 13, we went through the Passover, the 10th plague, and we touched upon and looked ahead at this moment in various instances. I want to just review a couple of quick things here uh, in case it's been a while since you've looked at lesson 13. We have covered a lot of, of ground in that time. So let's just follow the notes here and look at the highlights and refresh our memory and draw some quick highlights and some quick conclusions here of what Jesus is doing uh, in this messianic new Passover.